0: Welcome, everyone, to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads! Once you finish listening to this episode, be sure to check out the rest of the Hoopheads Podcast Network for even more great basketball content. Hider, hider, hoder, and welcome to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Buck Show, hosted by me, Devin Zantikis, and brought to you by Hoop as always. Today I'm coming at you solo, but we have a very merry Bucks Christmas game to cover. Uh, that line was way too corny for me to exclude uh, from my notes after I had written it originally. Um, perhaps even before this game, because if anything... That might be underselling it. It was at the beginning of this one. This might have looked all too reminiscent of the uh, Christmas game against the Philadelphia 76ers, which is honestly so baked into my memory that I have a hard time remembering other Christmas games uh, of the past. I believe we had to have played the Knicks. Um at least once in recent years uh because i know we kind of famously always got the 11 a.m central time slot as we were an up-and-coming team so anywhere beyond that is uh is a bit humbling and if i'm being honest earlier on in the christmas day is actually uh pretty nice for me because Our family gatherings start in the afternoon anyway. And usually the later on the evening goes, I get, uh, pulled further and further away from the basketball action. Uh, plus it worked out pretty well for, uh, those who are equally interested in the Bucks and the Packers. Um, as I believe there was, if anything, maybe only 20 minutes of overlap, but as I will get to momentarily, um. Actually both games are pretty interesting. But Christmas is a basketball holiday, so we'll leave it leave it at that and we'll get into the basketball action where the Bucks mount an insane uh nineteen point comeback, I believe, to pull off a Christmas Day miracle with Giannis dropping thirty six points and twelve rebounds, if I remember correctly. In his return from the COVID nineteen health and safety protocols, he was joined also uh, by Bobby Portis, who had returned. Uh, ooh, I think I'm mixing this up. Uh, Bobby actually came uh, came in off the bench a game prior. This is what happens when I audible, um, but uh, perhaps the most noteworthy uh, return was Dante DiVincenzo uh, returning for the first time this season. Uh, first time back in action since uh since the first round of the playoff so i am so glad to have dante back um, dante did get a standing ovation in the first quarter uh, as he checked in for the first time but he missed a couple bunnies um which you know it's totally acceptable to be a little rusty uh coming back after i mean what would this have been if we're looking at the calendar here it's recording on december 27th a monday uh shortly after 8 p.m it's really been closer to to seven than six months for uh an absence for dante so I don't know. Perhaps I'm a Dante apologist, but you know that's what we're supposed to be as Bucks fans. I just might sound a bit salty because I saw some Bucks fans poking fun, fun like, "Oh, same old Dante. I guess he still can't hit a layup, but he can do a lot out there." Okay, people miss layups. Nobody's perfect, except for Jalen Brown apparently in in the first quarter here, he started out five of five with 12 points and had been outscoring the Bucks by himself for a little bit, including, um, I believe it was his fourth make was a step back. Um, and it was one of the few, uh, drew holiday lackluster, uh, closeouts that, that, that I seem to remember, but, uh, also further into this game, um, definitely into the second half. I remember, uh, Drew naturally spending some time on Jason Tatum as well. And I remember being, uh, just oh, so impressed with Drew's, uh, incredible athleticism and leaping ability to, to, to get his hand just, uh, millimeters away from blocking a Tatum shot, uh, I, who's to say whether it, it uh, went in or didn't at this point? Because I thought Tatum had a solid game in this one. Um, you know, given the slow start for the Bucks, um and also a recent game, I truthfully wasn't all too surprised when we were down by 13 points, uh, 22 to 35 after one. Uh, But I mean that's kind of the shtick with the Celtics it seems. They they uh um, really tend to live and die uh by the jumper and don't always make, make life easy on themselves by getting in close for for uh for more efficient shots like uh like Giannis does, but uh of course uh Getting to the basket might be easier for and with Giannis's frame, but also uh, Tatum and Brown are pretty exceptional athletes themselves. So I think that that uh, that they could probably uh, uh, afford a healthier diet of shots in the paint uh, for their own and uh, the Celtics uh, as a whole's sake. Uh, after the first quarter, Giannis had 7 points and 2 rebounds to Brown's 14 points and 3 assists. Um, I don't believe I went over the starters in this one, although it, in the end it isn't all too important. I think it is uh, just interesting to note that uh, Portis did come off the bench again in this game and in fact i'll use the google machine in a bit but now i'm even questioning did portis come back the game before like i had said or not either way (laughs) um i know i saw uh portis at least once this week and um I just think it's interesting that he was coming off the bench um, instead of Boogie because uh, we all know who we predict to have in the final rotation come playoff time uh, and who we don't. But um, also Boogie averaged uh, 20 points in the previous two games before the Celtics game. So uh, I think uh, Portis would be uh, quite accepting of that. Um, And then the one other imperfection of Jalen Brown and the early goings of this game was Tatum actually cracking uh, Jalen Brown's tooth in half. He That makes it sound uh, somehow even more egregious, but uh, he chipped his tooth uh, pretty severely. You could see it from... A mile away, and that happened when Tatum was going up for a rebound uh, against Giannis. Um, of course, I mentioned in the in the beginning, uh, the final outcome was uh, was a Bucks victory. But even into the beginning of the second quarter, it did not look uh, very good uh, for the Bucks. We we uh, closed out the second quarter with with some momentum from a George Hill corner three at the buzzer, but that only brought it to uh, a 15 point game at halftime, which is, uh, which is a pretty crazy, uh, deficit to make up, uh, in just two quarters. But the Bucks, uh, had 10 misses in the paint and, uh, from beyond the arc, uh, Already by the time they got midway through the second quarter. Uh, and I thought both teams were playing uh, quite physical in this game as the Bucks were trying to claw back from their considerable uh, deficit. But what wasn't helping them and was really frustrating Bucks fans into the second quarter was uh, Bobby and Giannis fumbling rebounds uh, uh, twice in quick succession. Um, yeah, I can still, I can still really picture Giannis's, which is all the more disappointing considering the mountain of a man that he is. But it kind of looked like he just grabbed the rebound, and um, what you would probably, what you would probably teach the man is, is that he already had had his uh, head up away from the ball and, and was was looking ahead to see if he could get some. Some instant offense going, but he hadn't even quite quite secured the ball enough, and it had just kind of rolled behind his hand there and, and into the defender's uh, lap. So uh, not pretty uh, going into the second half, except, uh, again, that hill corner three uh, proved to be a momentum shifter. Uh, also a big difference... Uh, from the second quarter was uh, uh, Giannis scoring three buckets in a row at the beginning of the third quarter after he hadn't made a single field goal in the second. Um, and he also uh, swatted Time Lord r- early in the third quarter, which um, would not be the last time, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, <clears throat> but Time Lord would would get Giannis back uh Earlier in the third quarter, throwing down two dunks, one an easy lob over over Boogie, but then another a uh, uh, much more of a task, a putback over over Giannis. Um, after that, the uh, <clears throat> the real comeback came behind uh, a handful of clutch threes uh, from five different guys. Um, the Bucks started five of six uh, uh, shooting behind the arc in the third quarter from uh, Drew Dante with his first three back, Pat Connaughton, Chris Middleton, and Bobby Portis. Uh, there'd also be a highlight um, poster of Giannis stuffing Juancho Heron and Gomez's stocking. I'm taking that quote straight from the broadcast because it's too perfect, and uh the third quarter would be closed out by Tatum airballing a uh, fadeaway in the post over Wesley Matthews at the buzzer. Not getting the same luck there as uh, George Hill had, and the and the Bucks closed the third with uh, with it just being a four point game, uh, ninety to. Uh, 94 Celtics after three. Giannis with 24 points, six rebounds, and four assists to Jalen Brown's 21 points, four rebounds, and three assists. Uh, the Bucks had erased 11, 11 points from that 15-point deficit at halftime. Uh, however, it wasn't. uh it wasn't all pretty um, from halftime to the final buzzer as the Bucks had two fouls in the first 40 seconds of the fourth, including uh, Giannis' fourth foul of the contest in the early goings of the final period. Um, and uh, most notably um, here, I, I guess I didn't squeeze it into my notes, but... Um, I think jabari had actually the first or pardon me jabari had a stretch uh where he scored seven of of nine celtics points and a stretch between the end of the uh third quarter going in uh through the end of the fourth quarter uh that is of course jabari parker former number two overall pick uh from the milwaukee bucks um I don't need to go into a whole Jabari Parker tangent because uh, if people have, have been listening to this for long enough, I've already gone on about this. And if you are listening, you're probably a huge fan already. But, um, yeah, I, I don't even know for sure if Jabari. Um, in fact, the Celtics have added a, a tremendous amount of depth in the offseason, so I'm pretty confident saying that Jabari would not have been in this game at all. Uh, uh, Not in the Celtics rotation, uh, that is, had it not been for the uh, health and safety protocols. So, um, so, uh, yeah, it's just nice to see Jabari out there, and although it's, um, somehow I'm not I'm not bothered by this point at all yet. Um, but I don't know. Not to put it too lightly, but a silver lining of of the COVID nineteen health and safety protocols is that you will see guys like Jabari um, get more of an opportunity um, than they otherwise would have. Um, there are several other examples, too, um, that relate to the Bucks. For example, DJ Wilson, who spent some time with Oklahoma City Thunders G League team, uh, just signed, uh, I believe, a 10-day with the Toronto Raptors. Also, a Bucks legend, our, uh, perhaps our biggest free agent signing of all time, Greg Monroe, uh, has Also signed a, uh, also, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it was a 10-day contract with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, well, I know, uh, later, uh, earlier in the week, we're going to get to a game against the Dallas Mavericks, uh, who now, um, field uh bucks legend brandon knight on their squad so yeah even though the circumstances are more than unfortunate there's still uh a silver lining with these guys getting getting uh getting more of an opportunity than there otherwise would have but the bucks did respond to this uh this uh, seven-point run by Jabari Parker, uh, with uh, Bobby getting getting a putback and then Chris Middleton dumping it off to Bobby as well to get a couple get a couple buckets for us. Uh, and uh, Drew would also sink a hook shot over a smaller Celtic defender, um, but then Tatum would uh, hit uh, hit a nasty step back, actually over. Over Drew Holiday, uh, and that was before uh Peyton Pritchard would strip Bobby Portis as well. uh After Pritchard early in the fourth quarter had a pretty sweet baseline fadeaway himself. Uh, Pritch- Pritchard, a pretty interesting young guard prospect, only in his second year, uh, doesn't have a Doesn't have uh, a ton of size to him, but he's really skilled. Uh, He can run an offense for you and also uh, hit shots from deep. Uh, I know they advertised on the broadcast that he had actually won uh, four state championships in Oregon uh, in high school. And then um, naturally, he was uh, more well known for being a standout. And one of the best college basketball players at Oregon, so you don't always seem, see see uh, see short white guys who are uh, college stars uh, turn out to be stellar in the NBA. But it looks like uh, Peyton Pritchard is well on his way to uh, to uh, breaking through that stereotype. Uh, Giannis closing it out for the Bucks with two huge dunks in a row late in the fourth quarter. Um, one of them, um, was a drive where you could tell he was almost, he was almost shocked to be, uh, so open and, uh, no defender getting, getting out in front of him, uh, to slow him down in transition. And, uh, and he, uh, dunked it easily like me reaching up to the second highest shelf in in my kitchen and um so yeah there's basically two of those and then immediately after he had another wide open lane where you where you, you thought you were you were in groundhog's day but then he kicked it right back out to wesley matthews for a huge three that wouldn't be uh excuse me uh. Wesley Matthews would have more than one enormous uh, three-point shot in this game, but Giannis wouldn't be done in this stretch either. He would, he'd hit a, he'd hit a pretty slick fadeaway, um, uh, or a turnaround jumper over Time Lord, and uh, Drew. Um, I, I did really like this sequence actually late. It was one of the few times where Giannis was um, visibly super impatient with a teammate. Uh, he was just waving, waving his arms around like crazy, trying to get the ball from Drew Holiday. Uh, Giannis at the top of the key, Drew at the left wing. But Drew had had a smaller defender, likely Pritchard on him, and uh, in this incredible stretch from Drew Holiday, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my. I'm going to do my research here pretty quick. Um, Drew's just had incredible averages lately, and it's been uh, thrown all over Twitter. And it's uh, it's really nice to see him get the re- recognition. But um, you know, when Drew is forced to uh, take over some of these games for the Bucks, like before uh, the return of Giannis and Chris, um, and with our lack of front court. Depth, it's almost like Drew plays the role of our big man and really the role of Giannis in in handling the ball, but also uh, just sticking his butt out and and backing a smaller defender down. As Drew's certainly compared to uh, guards throughout the NBA, Drew is one of the strongest. So instead of chucking the ball uh, immediately to the uh, reigning finals MVP, uh, Drew looked Giannis off because he knew. Um, still, he had more of it more of an advantage than Giannis at the top of the key, and Drew pa- patiently got good positioning near uh, near the basket until uh, Giannis was able to take the hit and cut for Drew to dump it off to him. Uh, Marcus Johnson uh, posted a video of this clip, um, showing it as an example of why uh, of of. Uh, one of his favorite traits of Drew's, and that's Drew's uh, patience. Not just throwing it to your number one guy, um, without a sliver of doubt, but taking taking the opportunity when he has has it and creating an even better opportunity for the number one man. Um, then later on down the floor, uh, the Bucks would. It's quite late in the game, so Bucks still had. Uh, Had a foul to give, and uh, Jalen Brown went to the line and hit two free throws. But um, the next time down, I believe what started this was uh, Drew Holiday stole the ball from Jason Tatum. Um, That was um, really reminiscent of the uh, Devin Booker steal, which... Uh, which led to the value the name in which the Bucks stole from uh, DeAndre Aiden and the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals. Uh, Drew's steal from Tatum led to a Wesley Matthews uh, go-ahead three-pointer. But before then even, um, I'm almost sure it was a Bucks guard because it would have... This would have been a much more interesting part of the play had it not been. But uh, Robert Williams give give a little credit to him, um, especially before what's about to come. Robert Williams came flying in as he's known to do and swatted the snot out of a Bucks guard who was who was uh, sprinting down the floor trying to trying to tie the game as quick as possible. But the Bucks would would get the rebound and tap it out to Wesley Matthews, who is was ready uh, to put the Bucks up by one. Uh, Wesley Matthews would also get another uh, big stop over Jalen Brown, similar to the one, um, the stop that Wes had on Jason Tatum at the end of the third quarter. Uh, on the left post there, uh, again, an example of the uh, Celtics, the uh, Celtic Wings, Potentially making life a little harder on themselves than they have to, um, given all their physical gifts, but this time we're thankful for it. Um, and then, uh, the, uh, Celtics would be forced to foul at this point and Chris would, would sink both free throw, three throw attempts. And on the next Celtics offensive possession, we would get, um, we get another flashback to the NBA finals where Giannis had an amazing recovery recovery block on uh uh Time Lord who um I'll get credit to him. I do I am quite a big fan of him when I'm not watching the Bucks as he's one of one of uh he's one of the best role men in the in the NBA and he's also one of the most uh mobile big men. Uh, one could ask for, but of course Giannis uh, can stifle all in the association that makes him one of one and one of the top 30 players of all time. And Wes had already hit the go-ahead basket at that point to to uh, to make it a 114-117, or excuse me, 117-117, won 14 bucks lead um, before Chris's free throws. But again, that had to have been the play of the game there from Giannis at the end to absolutely erase any hope that the Celtics would have at this point, and then Chris would make one of two free throws to make it a four-point game to really put the nail in the coffin. And at the, final, at the final whistle, the Bucks won 117 to 113. Giannis finished with uh, 36 points, 12 rebounds, and 5 assists. Jason Tatum finished with 25 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists. Also, 2 steals and 2 blocks. But I digress. I've been going on for quite some time just about this single game. Um, but yeah, in the end, I'm super thankful that, that Giannis was able to return for this. Um, of course there's hardly any highlights from Dante, but, um, really awesome to see him back out there with his bright red shoes. Bobby Portis as well. Um, I'm fairly certain it was actually just this Christmas Day game that he returned for, not that Dallas game, because Boogie started both of those games, which is what jumped out to me. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, That Christmas Day game was the return of all three of those guys, which checks out because I remember really not having a single instance of questioning uh, whether or not I was comfortable with a single guy out there. That is uh, maybe a little subconscious shade at Jordan Noir, but Noir is a talented guy. Um, and he's young, so I don't need to uh, belabor that note either. Um, for just a quick break here, I thought it would be worthwhile to touch on the other Christmas games that played out here. The first, actually, actually, the uh, the elusive eleven a.m. spot uh, of Hawks Knicks. Uh, Ended in surprising fashion, not because it was a close game, but uh, Kemba Walker, of all people, put up just the tenth triple double in uh, Christmas Day history. Uh, shout out to Kemba Walker, who's had a, uh, a really up and down season, as uh, he was kicked out of out of the. Nick's rotation, uh, maybe just a month ago, it seems not long ago at all. But of course, due to health and safety protocols, um, I mean, literally everybody uh, and their mothers getting an opportunity. So uh, Kemba's also been able to return and have some some absolute scoring out. Bursts here I'm trying to get to Basketball Reference quickly again because uh, after putting up 10 points, uh, 10 rebounds, and 12 assists on Christmas against the Hawks, uh, excuse me, before then on Festivus, uh, Kemba, Walker sc- Kemba-, Kemba Walker, excuse me, uh, scored 44 points nine rebounds and eight assists. He nearly had a 44 point triple double. And then two games before that, he had 29 points against his former team, the Boston Celtics. So, yeah, quite a, a redemption for uh, the for the New York native, but uh, to be fair, it wasn't completely out of nowhere. For them to, for them to bench Kemba because there were some famous on-off splits for, uh, for support in terms of uh why he wasn't playing for them. Yeah, uh, of course it's Christmas, so I'm doing other things besides basketball, but I try to have uh, the uh, TV on at all times because Christmas is a basketball holiday, and I'm so caring uh for my family so basketball at least has to be on in the background and I peeked over and I saw that in the first quarter it was uh embarrassingly embarrassingly lopsided from the get-go um you know without watching closely I'd say it's pretty safe to say that the Knicks got to 20 points before the Hawks got to 10 And I would have considered the Hawks the favorites there. But at the same time, I'm not following the health and safety protocols um, from other teams as closely. And I know Trey Young uh, was not uh, on the court for this one. I believe he actually just uh, was announced that he can, that he'll be out of the protocols today. So if the Hawks play today, uh, Trey should be out there. Anyways, uh, the... Uh, the Warriors as opposed to my notes uh, won by nine points against the Suns and the Warriors I know had the uh, advantages in terms of availability through the protocols and a lot of people were poking fun at the Suns for perhaps underestimating the Warriors as a Steph Curry dropped 33 points, which is no surprise, but uh, Otto Porter did put up a season-high 19 points. There's a a clip going around of him uh, waving goodbye to the Suns bench, which is quite comical and uh, unexpected from the the veteran whom I hadn't seen much emotion from. But I never had the privilege of uh, having him on. Well, yeah. He's never been a buck, so not gonna claim to be an expert, but an expert, excuse me. But I remember I was advocating that um, Otto Porter, if he were bought out, could be uh, could be a part of the Bucks. But I think we're all fine with how last season played out. Later on, the uh, the Nets beat the Lakers one twenty two to one fifteen. Uh, James Harden had a thirty six uh, point triple double while Patty Mills uh, combined with Harden for seventy points. Patty having thirty four points of his own. Uh, of course, those two are without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Uh, I say that as uh, Kyrie Irving's absence isn't much of a given anymore because the Nets uh, revealed that they um, plan slash planned past tense to have Kyrie Irving actually resume play with them for away games because they were so desperate for bodies. Um With the health and safety protocols. And I'd say a lot of the NBA media was uh, vehemently against this, and that's encouraging because in times like these, it's especially silly to not be vaccinated. Um, And there's no clear indication that Kyrie Irving is vaccinated, which I guess leads me into uh, the fact that Kyrie Irving never actually got to hop on the court for the Nets because he immediately <laughs> entered the health and safety protocols. So, yeah, crazy times. This is what I get for trying to uh, get coverage on the rest of the league here because it's just a lot of lot more talk about COVID nineteen. So if you will bear with me. Uh, the final game of the evening was a 120-116 to 116 Jazz victory over the Dallas Mavericks uh, without Luka Doncic. So pretty impressive that, uh, that the Mavs were able to keep it uh, to a four-point game by the end. But uh, I'll admit at this point, it was... Uh, it was uh, definitely a movie watching time between uh, me and the family. So, yeah. Um, not too much to say. <laughs> wow, that's the. Uh, not a very ringing endorsement of this game. But I know Mitchell. Uh, Bogdanovich and Conley all had over 20 points for for the Jazz uh over the Mavericks all right now after that short break break we can get back uh into the Bucks action um where uh Chris Middleton was able to drop uh, at least 23 points uh, in his uh, second straight game after his return from the left knee hyperextension. To be exact, he had uh, 26 points, uh, 5 rebounds, and 7 assists in the 102-95 victory over the Mavericks. Uh, And then he had 23 points the game prior against the Rockets, which I was actually lucky enough to see in person. And... We'll get to that shortly as well. Um, the leading score for the Mavericks was uh, uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, who had 19 points, 4 rebounds, and uh, 8 assists. Um, I also uh, need to point out that the Mavs were missing not only Luka Doncic from the day before, but also Chris Stapp's Porzingis. Uh, You know, there's been, uh, yeah. I'm pulling up his his game log here, and it looks like he just missed. Uh, he only missed two games, uh, so perhaps not health and safety protocol uh, related, but uh, yeah, Chris Stapps had only missed uh, the Festivus game against the Bucks, and then two two days prior, he missed a game against the Timberwolves. So the starting lineups were Drew Holiday, Pat Connaughton, Chris Middleton, Jordan Noir, and DeMarcus Cousins. And the map starters were Jalen Brunson, uh, Frank Nitelikina, uh Bucks Legend, Sterling Brown, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Dwight Powell. I'll say it. Um, for me to watch all of this game and and uh, hardly remember that uh, Chris Steps Porzingis wasn't even there. I guess speaks to the fact that I was probably underestimating how many respectable guys the Dallas Mavericks uh, had on their roster. Uh, and I know my point of view might be slightly distorted based on the protocols lately, but I guess shout out the uh, Mavericks for keeping it close here. And less of a shout-out to the Bucks for keeping it close here. Um, I can't say Bucks legend again, but I'll say uh, summer league legend uh, Theo Pinson, the veteran on uh, the Bucks summer league roster uh, this year, splashed a corner three as he was the first man off the bench for the Mavericks. Okay, maybe the Mavs aren't as deep as I thought. Uh, my point earlier was on their uh, full-strength roster. Um, Grayson Allen uh, was the first guy uh, off the bench for the Bucks after he had missed uh, the previous two games in a row. Uh, fortunately, I did not get to see the beaut of a man Grayson when I was in the building with him on Wednesday night. Um, but he did not disappoint. Um, mm-hmm. Versus another Texas team. Uh and the Mavericks. At least he wasn't <clears throat> particularly disappointing over the rest of the team as as the Bucks only scored 15 points to the Mavericks 23 after the first quarter. Chris with seven points and two assists to Theo Pinson six points. Um <laughs> uh, the Bucks struggled to shoot so bad that at uh that at the nine and a half minute mark in the second quarter. The Bucs had missed uh, 17 of their last 18 field goal attempts, Um, but they would respond to their cold stretch with seven straight points, and DeMarcus Cousins seems to go one way or the other, but as opposed to um, being whistled for uh, several several fouls, he actually uh, drew... uh, uh, many more on the other end to the Bucks' advantage. Uh, There's also later on in the second quarter when I noticed that Jason Kidd was matching uh, Dorian Finney-Smith's minutes which with uh, Chris Middleton, which is uh, quite a smart move uh, considering Chris was our number one guy uh, in this game and Finney-Smith. Um, at a quick glance... Might be the only uh, regular starter on the floor for the for the Mavericks uh, who had suited up for them. Jalen Brunson, their leading scorer in this game, definitely is uh, starter caliber and also six-man-of-the-year caliber, many would say. Um, but in that breath, he usually does come off the bench for them. And Finney Smith being a... Uh, Long, strong, feisty, uh, versatile. How many more adjectives can I find uh, to praise this man? Uh, a good matchup for uh, Chris Middleton and a guy you want to have next to uh, a star like uh, like Luka Doncic. At uh yeah, I will just say. Uh... I was uh writing writing a piece uh this week as I usually do. And I was writing about uh the entire NBA in general. Um and when I got to the Mavericks, I had I had written about how uh the Jason Kidd effect had um, really seemed to be sinking in for them uh this year with um with the Mavs being uh, bottom ten in offensive rating somehow with Luka Doncic, but now also somehow uh, in the bottom half of, or excuse me, somehow in the top half of defensive rating with with uh, Luka Doncic. So um, that wasn't meant to be poked just strictly at Doncic because he certainly is has the size to be. Um, to be a premier defender, he currently, It would be, uh, far too textbook of me to make fun of the, uh, you know, the all-star, uh, athlete for not being in ideal shape for his job, but, um. Still, um, I think it would bode well for your defense in the future having Luka Doncic, considering he is like six eight, and that affords um, yeah that affords you the opportunity to play other big guys alongside him. Uh, yeah. Nevertheless, the point was that the Mavericks have actually been amazing on offense in recent years with Luka, and the defensive end was actually where they had lacked before, and now now it seems to be flipped around with uh, less of extremes with them being more middle. Closer to the middle of the pack in both those categories. Uh, as of recording, they're 21st in offensive rating and 12th in uh, 12th in defensive rating. So, returning to the basketball, the Bucks were down by just two. Uh, they have shaved they had shaved away a bit of their deficit there. Uh, 41 to 43 at half. Really low scoring contest, uh, as you can tell. Chris Middleton, 50 points, two assists. Um, to Marquis, Chris is eight points and, uh, three rebounds. Uh, not a name you might've expected to be hearing as of this week, but, uh, well, not in terms of where he is necessarily, uh, at all times on the court, but in terms of just, just his body and, uh. and uh quickness he uh certainly looks like a guy who ought to be on, on a basketball floor um <coughs> at the beginning of the of the second half boogie would get tangled up um with uh, sterling brown and the two of them would would uh have a little bit of extracurriculars but um i think i think i did see them hash, hash it out later on as by the end of the game uh, after regulation they were they were laughing between the two of them um which i'm now realizing they both um must have been on the rockets together uh during a uh, boogie's quick stint uh last season so that makes sense now why they're so friendly after after uh being physical with with each other after a play uh yeah. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't expect uh, either of them to be super quick to uh, to uh, sideline their feelings. But nevertheless, we would get a Boogie Wedgie, which is, uh, uh, I was pretty quick to point out to the No Dunks crew, I haven't gotten a shout-out for it yet, but hopefully that will be coming soon. I'll admit I'm a little behind uh, my own podcast uh, uh, listening schedule, but hey, maybe that's on an episode to come for me. Um, that uh, Boogie Wedgie would be followed up, uh, followed up with a uh, Dwight Powell lob, unfortunately, but Grayson would have an acrobatic finish and a cl- and a clutch three to aid aid the comeback in uh, quick succession, and uh. Drew would also keep the bucks afloat by turning turning the turning defense in the offense just uh, toying with the opposition and uh, and uh, poking the ball away away from them uh, leading to a uh, <clears throat> a coast coach coast to coast finish uh, Jason Kidd would also uh, challenge a Chris Middleton uh, Blocking foul on uh, Dorian Finney-Smith successfully. I thought that one was a uh, was a uh, was pretty clear to me. Um, Jason Kidd getting the call there against uh, against his former player, and the Bucks went in the fourth quarter, um, actually with the lead 70, 75 to seventy four uh, after three quarters. Chris Middleton had. Tallied 22 points, 2 rebounds, and 4 assists to Dwight Powell's 12 points and 3 rebounds. Chris and Boogie would uh, would both trade jams out of the screen and roll. And the Mavericks would uh, drain a few elbow jumpers in a row. Um, but Boogie would uh, swap Marquise Chris... Uh, Boogie not known uh, as a rim protector, but he's big and he's a competitor, so um not totally out of the realm of possibilities. I definitely would not tell people to uh expect um expect that uh every time down, but uh Doreen Finney Smith would would hit a massive three to strike fear uh into the eyes of Bucks fans, but um, one of the guys Boogie was working on on getting into foul trouble was uh, Mavs' uh, uh, big man Marquise Chris. Um, so he fouled out and uh, Jordan Noir would hit a corner three after some stellar Bucks ball movement. And as I mentioned, the Mavs uh, kept going to uh, Jalen Brunson uh, down the stretch of the game. Uh, but only with mixed results is this is where the uh, Bucks' health health and safety protocol, or rather, you can just say avail- availability advantage came into play because uh, uh, the Bucks had uh, better closers than the Mavs in this one with uh, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday to Jalen Brunson, who just uh, couldn't quite get the job done um but still i'd love to have jalen brunson on my team any day and uh the game would be punctuated with the bucks uh passing up several uh great uh good looks for a uh great one for pat uh underneath underneath the basket who got a who got a quick flip shot after uh five bucks could have could have taken a uh a respectable shot themselves, but uh, they kept finding the open man and the Bucks won 102 to 95. All right. As I'm running out of water here, I just want to uh, quickly go over some notes from the first game that I that I've attended before the pandemic. Um, which is, uh, which was really, uh, surreal. And I will take some credit for bringing some good fortunes as the Bucks, uh, 20 balled the Houston Rockets, um, as we've come to expect, but the Rockets have given, uh, have competed against us for sure, uh, in the past. Um, I believe we we won our most recent game, but uh, namely Gary Bird um, had a ball against us. If I remember correctly, he had six threes on his own. Um, And of course, I think we finally have enough time uh, in between us where I'm not obligated to mention this in the same breath as the Houston Rockets, but but. Kevin Porter Jr., who wasn't active for this one, did drop 50 points against Drew Holiday and the Bucks, and had Drew sliding all over the court. Um, also was uh, targeting switches on uh, Brooke Lopez on the perimeter. I almost said RIP. <laughs> but <laughs> nevertheless, uh, hope you get well soon, Brooke, wherever you may be. Rehabbing from back surgery right now. Um, but yeah, I. <laughs> uh, even crazier, perhaps, than a 50 point uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Um, outing was the fact that my first game in could easily be uh, two full years for me. Uh, at Pfizer Forum was in a suite. Um, my uh, buddy uh, Freddie Mac got uh, four tickets to a suite that usually belonged to his lovely aunt, who I got to meet, and he shared them with uh, with myself, uh, Andu, and Kaliwali Wumpkins. Where I myself had at least three full plates from the buffet. I know Colin took a few uh, uh, chicken tenders for the road. It was pretty much your stereotypical uh, degenerates in their 20s uh, invading a suite that they got tickets to from a much more uh, professional, well-respected aunt of theirs and took full advantage of it. And we were super loud. And rowdy uh, people were definitely looking at us but that's totally okay and to get to the highlight of it was I had spent not gonna lie pretty much all of the second half um, in in a zone because I had peeked over to my I had peeked over to the suite next to us because um, of course there's the the closed off area with the bar and the food i can't fail to mention that there was an open bar um no i was not hung over for work the next morning because i had three trips to the buffet and it was it was a game on a on a wednesday night so i was back home by 10 p.m no need to be concerned um gosh i'm long-winded um but when you sit in your designated seats at the front, you can also see the same seats in the suite next to you. And in the suite to our left, I noticed there were two, um, two strapping young gentlemen uh, dressed a lot more nicely than one has to be for a basketball game, uh, certainly business casual. Um, so not only that but they were two dudes together not particularly enthusiastic not even sitting next to each other so i'm like okay what's the deal with these guys they don't seem to be bros they're sitting sitting awkwardly like next to each other but not next to each other like two seats away from them and then i look down and i notice a guy just like with his with his uh Wife and kids. I was like, "This is a super weird scene." And then I start to notice that the guy looks like someone in particular, and I start to thinking, "Hey, he looks like John Horst." So basically, without being super obnoxious and yelling his name and Revealing to everyone who it was and having people lose their mind. Um, I seem to be the only one to notice that it was John Horst, and although he didn't give the give the time of day to me, he didn't look look to his left when he got up at the suite next to him, as he definitely heard some some uh, disruptive twenty uh, somethings. Um, I I'm a hundred percent sure. It was him after at least a quarter and a half arguing with my friends. They had agreed with me. I had planned to, uh, if we had locked eyes, to casually lift my drink up and give him a cheers. And then maybe at the end of the game, if we left before him, just uh, give, him a, give him a, hey, thanks, or a go bucks and see if that tickled his fancy, but he also left left before us and we never locked eyes but wow that's my whole story um i guess i'll just give uh give you uh you had to be there um other quick highlights from this one naturally i didn't have my pen and paper with me but <laughs> jordan uh jordan Wara uh snatched uh Um, this is, oh, Armani, he snatched Armani Brooks' ankles, um, as, um, Armani went flying to the baseline, and then Noara also had an insane, uh, celebration afterwards. Just, I know people throw, throw around, uh, um, whether or not a play is, uh, disrespectful loosely But this was so disrespectful <laughs> As uh, As Jordan Noir's celebration Was basically uh, Pretending that He kind of like Trotted galloped away as if he As if he was the one who was Who was stumbly, stumbling Waving his arms in the air And I just feel so bad For Armani Brooks But we can rejoice with our boy Jordan, and that's partially lo- why we love to have him. Uh, in all fairness, uh, Christian would would get uh, Armani Bro- Armani Brooks back, and completely posterize Jordan Nawara, but I'd say that's a lot more expected than what uh, Noara had done to Brooks. Um, Wood, obviously, with the height advantage, um, and, uh, Noir, not particularly known to be a rim protector, except, uh, against Kevin Durant in the opening game of the season. You also might've saw, uh, Garrison Matthews, Gary Bird contest a Pat Connaughton in three that Pat would, uh, wisely pass out of, um, turned into a pass a pass, uh. Passed to an assist to uh, a Wes Matthews three, but another one-of-one play, something I had yet to seen was Garrison Matthews uh, as effectively as one could without blocking Pat's shot, um, completely smothering him, but then on the way down, he he kicks a... Pat Connaughton in the face right under the eye with his back foot. I hope I'm explaining it well, but it's obviously really hard to do as a, uh, you know, it, it looked totally different, but he had effectively, uh, uh, donkey kicked, uh, Pat Connaughton, if you will. Um, That's definitely going in the wrong direction of of the picture that I'm trying to make for you guys. But, hey, you can always go and take a look at the highlights. Uh, I believe Pat also got hit in the face. uh, Not uh, many other plays down. I don't, I mean, it definitely wasn't uh, anything near uh, the level of contact that he got from uh, Garrison Matthews, but uh, just a crazy uh, uh, turn of events. Uh, either way, the Bucks did win by, win by 20. I had three platefuls at the buffet. Um, a healthy amount of beers that allowed me to not be hung over for work the next day. And I totally 100% saw uh, John Horst. So, Drew Holiday was the leading scorer for us: twenty-four points, four rebounds, ten assists, and two steals. Uh, Christian Wood led the Rockets with twenty points and eleven rebounds. Welcome back, uh, Christian Wood. We'll always take you back if uh, if uh, Bucks can still take home a victory. Chris Middleton in his first game back. Actually, it was um, when I had seen them, so that was a reason for me definitely to wake up for this game and bring my energy to it as a fan. Uh, Chris had 23 points, three rebounds and six assists in his return. Um, Boogie and Jordan Wara had 18 points each. Uh, oh, geez. I thought I was going to sneeze. <laughs> um, but yeah, 18 points from Boogie and Wara. Uh, um the meme team right there you can only you can't really ask for uh you can't really ask for anything more uh as a fan Wesley Matthews had 16 points off the bench as well um he was uh six or seven from the field and four or five from three he hit a huge three um actually late in the game and uh you know, normally you know what to expect when Wes hits a three, uh, one of the better three point celebrations, it's the, uh, bow and arrow celebration, but he, he combined that with a huge, uh, yell and flex, which was able to get the crowd, uh, crowd hyped. Um, and you know what? I think I'm going to call it at that. Um, couple other notes i can uh leave on the table but um yeah thanks everyone for listening and uh if you have any any feedback for me any thoughts good bad or indifferent uh you're more than welcome to reach out to me uh you're encouraged to do so at knuck if you buck mba you is just the letter you everything else is spelt how it sounds and that's on Uh, Twitter, and Instagram. And with that, I'll see you in another life, brother. Thank you for tuning in to Knuck a Few Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother.